Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Nothing Better To Do. I'm Kayla. And I'm Brooke. And we are here today with a fun little podcast episode all about our Enneagram types because we didn't really know what to do today. And (laughs) I thought it would be fun for each of us to take a test before we jumped on to record and see what our Enneagram type is and then kind of discuss it and see if they are accurate and it kind of helps you get to know us a little bit better and it's just something fun to talk about. Basically, before we get started, an Enneagram is a personality system that aims to reveal how emotions drive our lives and how we engage with others in an effort to get what we want and need. It basically defines your personality type with strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and personal growth. And I will put the link to the test that we took and the website that we're going to be reading off of in the description of this podcast episode. So Brooke, before we get started, how are you? I am a mess, Kayla, let me tell you. <laughs> so <laughs> the last 24 hours has been a bit crazy. I was at work yesterday and um, when I was on my lunch break, I found out that some people I was with over the weekend at a little kid's first birthday party, two of them tested positive for COVID. Mm. You know, we were outside, we thought we were being smart, you know, we weren't all hugging on each other, but two of the people there tested, so I had to let my work know yesterday, and now I am out of work for the next 10 days. Um, I went this morning and got my first COVID test ever, and it was a rapid, and it tested negative, so that's good, Um, but just to be safe, I'm sorry if you guys hear that little chirping in the back, it's my freaking bird. I put a sheet on him so he would shut up, but he's not. (laughs) Um, No, so I went, it was negative. I just wanted to be safe because it is Easter weekend and I want to see my family. Um, So I got another test right after that's going to get sent off to the lab and I should hear back in like two to three days. Um, But yeah, so it's just been a crazy morning running around the town, man. Not fun. COVID tests suck. Yeah, it was, I've never done it and I had to give it to myself. So that was crazy. I was like, so scared. Yeah, I looked at the lady and I was like, I have to do it. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, I've never even gotten tested before. And she's like, it's okay. I promise. Like told me what to do. I didn't think I did it right, but she said I probably did. Did you have to stick it up really far? Yeah, one didn't feel as bad. And then the other side, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. and like it felt weird for like a half hour and then um the next test I got that swab was a little bit different um and I I got I don't know I guess I did it so if it comes back negative I know I'm negative you know what I mean but yeah. so we shall see how that goes I'm just gonna have a lovely uh two-week break from work I guess which is tomorrow was like our Easter event that's sad. Yeah, I was so excited for it, and now I can't go. I'm so upset. <laughs> COVID is just ruining everything for everyone. It's not fun. I remember when I got my test, the first test I had to do um, when it first started because I thought I was exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, they stuck it so far up my nose, and I have a really sensitive nose because I had surgery on it a couple of years ago. So it hurts so bad for me, even though it, like isn't supposed to hurt that bad but my nose is just super sensitive and then the second time I got tested when I actually did have COVID they didn't stick it like up my nose at all they just literally like stuck it right in the little like bottom part of my nose I don't know like my not up my nostril but you know that little area or whatever 
and it didn't hurt as bad but yeah not fun but at least you got like some days off you can like sleep yeah I'm walking <laughs> my dog so my dad and all of them are in Florida right now for like the kids spring break so yeah. my sister watched the dogs the first half of the week now I'm here I got here yesterday and I'm here till Sunday and I was like yeah like I can sleep in since I don't have to work because like both dogs need to be walked like two to three times a day yeah so I was gonna wake up extra early today to do it and I'm like yes I can sleep in but no this dog he is the love of my life so I can't complain too much but he woke me up at 11 30 mind you it was pouring down rain all night yeah he woke me up at 11 30 I had no pants on I had to take him outside <laughs> woke me up then again at 4 30 this morning <gasps> needed to go outside again for some odd reason and then he woke me up at seven this morning and I'm like are you kidding me like he th- he's been like this since the day we got him like for anyone in the family, he doesn't do that. He doesn't wake them up in the middle of the night to go outside. Just you. But for me, he has always woken me up like one to two to three times a night to go out. Uh, I would be That's so angry. Me. Yeah, I'm like, dude, he's so cute though. My dogs rarely do that. They do it sometimes, but they barely ever wake up in the middle of the night. I woke up at four o'clock this morning because I had to pee and I couldn't fall back asleep. So I literally just laid in bed and watched like, I don't know, I was like watching something on HBO max or whatever and just mm-hmm. like laying there and I'm so tired now but I'm like I can't take a nap because I have so much work to do today okay first of all where is your bed I'm looking in the back of your room and I don't see your mattress my mattress is downstairs because we're sleeping downstairs with Nana every night. yeah so I don't want to like carry it up the stairs every day Devin brings his up every day but I'm like I can't do that so I leave it down there and like tuck it in behind the couch but my room looks so weird without a mattress. Devin brings his mattress up and down those stairs every day. Yeah. Is he crazy? It's literal torture because I have to help him because he can't do it himself. And it literally like, it takes us like one minute, but it always marks a minute of exercise on my Apple watch because yeah. I'm like so out of shape. I can't do it. I was going to say it's a good workout. Yeah. It's tough. But yeah, that's where my mattress is. But yeah, oh my gosh. this week has just been... I don't know. Nothing really, honestly. Yeah. I got my COVID vaccine last week, the first one. Maybe Did you sick. just go to like CVS or how? Yeah. Are you okay. Because yeah. I, like, my work sent me that email I told you about, mm-hmm. or like when you work for healthcare and all that stuff, right. like it sent you something, but it was all gone. Like, they had no option. So I think I'm just going to try to do it through CVS. Yeah. But when I looked today, it was like only towns that are hours away from me have appointments that can be made so I'm just gonna have to wait and then try to do it when they're it took me forever to get an appointment but yeah Yeah. it it was pretty rough for me I felt really sick the next day I slept like 12 hours yeah it's been hitting people at my work differently like one of our doctors took a couple days off of work because he felt sick for like four days like he felt like he had the flu yeah it sucked but I read somewhere that the vaccine I I mean I don't really know if it's true or not but it makes people who had COVID feel more sick, like the first vaccine rather than the second vaccine. So it was like, oh, maybe my second vaccine won't be as bad, but honestly it's worth it. I don't even care. I just wanted that vaccine. So yeah, but yeah, that was my week. Didn't really do much. <laughs> Vegetarian now. Did I tell oh you? God. Yeah. I can't believe you're doing that. I've done I just ate chicken now. minis from Chick-fil-A today. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've been doing it for a week now. 
and it's been tough, but I'm like proud of myself. Because, you like feel better? Like inside? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, kind of, but I also feel like I crave a lot of meat. Mm. Like I always crave like chicken nuggets. <laughs> But like, I just feel bad for animals. I can't do it anymore. I saw, I'll tell them, I think I told you already, but I saw a bunny when I was going for a walk like last week and it was just chilling in the grass and I looked at it and I was like, I can't believe some people literally kill bunnies and eat them. I don't eat rabbit, but. I don't eat rabbit either. Yeah. I mean, I literally only eat chicken because I didn't really like red meat anyway, but yeah, I can't do it anymore. It makes me too sad. So I'm vegetarian now and. Your family eats so many chicken cutlets. That's going to be so sad. I know. They're literally probably going to make them today. And I'm like, well, my mom said something earlier. She was like, yeah, I think we're going to have like chicken and something for dinner. And I was like, I'm a vegetarian now. And they keep forgetting. And Devin's like, just give it up, give it up. And I'm like, no, I want it. Like I'm doing, it's not like even for health reasons. Like I literally just feel bad for the animals. Oh, see, I feel bad for them, but I'll still eat them because they taste good. Yeah. I mean, I won't lie like I really wanted Burger King the other night and I was like I want <laughs> chicken fries so bad oh. I texted my family and I was like I want Burger King and Devin was like get one of the like beyond burgers and I was like ew no I want like chicken fries but I'm not gonna do it because I feel bad see I'm not gonna lie I feel like Burger King and like McDonald's it's like fake meat I don't even think it's real chicken so I would just eat it oh. McDonald's chicken nuggets are so good I know but I can't, I can't. definitely that's like feet more than anything. That's not even real chicken oh. meat. That's like their feet cut up. So just it's go. It's so over gross. It. It's so gross. I don't know. I want to try and stick with it for as long as I can. So I really need to like convince myself that I can do it. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much all I did this week. I feel like we're already so off topic. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. Okay. Oh, let's let's track. Let's yeah, go okay. back to where, what are they called? Enograms? Enograms? Enneagram. Wait. Uh, Enneagram, I think. Oh, okay. Enneagram? Yeah. I literally had to look up how to pronounce it earlier. Hold on. Because I, I say like in my head when I say it, I say Enneagram, but I think it's Enneagram. Mm. Hold on. I'm going to look it up again. Okay. Louie, I literally covered you. Be quiet. Let's see. Like Enneagram. 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 So yeah, we did the Enneagram test. So I took this quiz before, like a couple of years ago maybe and I got the same results as last time but should I go first because I feel like you're gonna crack up when you hear mine so I um tested as a Enneagram six and this is like a little description of it oh where is it sixes are defined by a deep uncertainty and mistrust of the world (laughs) these uncertainty (laughs) these uncertainties are often difficult for sixes to understand and describe, and they might give up on any attempt to verbalize them and instead succumb to worries. Some might call the the six neurotic, and there's or neuro. Wait, no. Some might call the six neurotic, and there's certainly a propensity towards anxiety and self doubt. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I read it and I was like, exactly. yeah. So then at the top, there's like the thing that says the types and you can kind of go more into depth so the title for the enneagram six is the skeptic (laughs) so accurate it says key personality traits are um organized and well liked which i feel like i'm very organized but i don't know if i'm really well liked but i feel like you're very well liked Eh, i don't know we'll see 
Um, excellent team player, I guess. Um, belongs to a tight knit group of friends. Yeah, clear communicators. Uh, that's like not really me, but it could be me if I wasn't so stressed all the time. Um, detail oriented and precise. Good at managing finances, which I'm not, but maybe one day. And then it says sixes are alert and vigilant. Oh my god, I can't talk. Sixes are alert and vigilant. Oh my god, no, I need to do that again. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know why I can't talk today. I'm like, all over stroke? probably, I mean, I, your chicken nuggets. yeah, I've been up since four. So my body is like, it's literally bedtime now, but sixes are alert and vigilant, always thinking several steps ahead to participate and prepare for what could go wrong. Sixes deepest fear are being unprepared and unable to defend themselves in danger to cope with this fear. They attempt to be prepared for every possible turn of events. I feel like that's me. Yeah, I feel like that's a pretty good, like... Yeah. Yeah, you got a good one. Sixes are defined by their desire for safety and security. They seek to anticipate and avoid risk and to ally themselves with trustworthy authority figures and institutions. Yeah. yeah. And then it yeah. says, how rare is a six? And it says, out of 54,000 people, type sixes were found to make up approximately 10% of the population. That's well, pretty small. Yeah. 10% of women and 9% of men. Uh, what else? Oh, this is funny. Um, sixes are dedicated and responsible individuals who are keen on belonging to a social group and finding their fit in the world. They can show up in two different ways, either phobic or counterphobic, which deals with their nervous energy and how it presents itself to the outer world. So I'm going to read the phobic sixes and then the counterphobic six and then tell me which one you think I am. Okay. Okay, so phobic sixes are deliberate, deliberately move away from the sources of fear and tend to fly under the radar. They're open and expressive about their vul- vulnerabilities and weaknesses so others can understand their situation and line of thought. This is their prime defense mechanism to avoid being manipulated. And then okay. counterphobic sixes, on the other hand, possess a high, strong, irrational fear of fear itself, which may paradox, oh my God, which may paradoxically translate to rule breaking they try to keep an image of independence on the surface a tough exterior to shield their persistent internal uncertainty that's it that's the yeah yeah yeah. i don't know man i feel like the first one kind of described you a little bit more i don't know yeah i I feel like it was like a happy medium i guess between the two but like the first one is what i would kind of steer more towards yeah i agree I think the, the part where it's like an irrational fear of fear itself yeah. like, describes it perfectly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but other than that, the first one. Um, yeah. It says sixes are extremely logical, which I feel like that's pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, as a child, the six may have grown up in an unsafe environment, had overprotective guardians, or experienced a traumatic event that shaped their worldview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not unsafe environment, but overprotective yeah. parents and, a sh- and traumatic experiences for sure. Yeah. Um, what else? A healthy six is a person you want to have by your side. They are loyal, trustworthy, honest, and protective. When less healthy, the six can get into the habit of fear-based decision-making and creating self-fulfilling prophecies. Hmm. It says that sixes are always seeking safety 
Um, trust is like an important value for sixes. Yeah. Um, they seek peace within themselves, although this initially proves to be a challenge. That's pretty accurate for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. It says growth tips for a six. Own your power. Be aware of how you create self-fulfilling prophecies. Work on building trust in your relationships and develop healthy habits to release anxiety. That's, yeah, that's something I definitely need to work on. And then it says famous type sixes and there's a huge list, but I'll read a couple of them. Actually, there's some that I'm excited about, but I'll read the boring ones first. So Mark Twain, um, Prince Harry, Joe Biden, Marilyn Monroe, Jennifer Aniston, Julia Roberts, David Letterman. So these are all people that like have the same type? Yeah. Oh, I love Prince Harry. I know me too. Um, Tom Hanks. And then there's some fictional characters. So Hamlet from Hamlet. Oh my God. Dwight Schrute. Yeah. I don't, I don't see Mulan as someone with anxiety. She literally like pretended to be a man to help fight whatever. Um, Ben Wyatt from Parks and Rec. And then my favorite one, Ron Weasley. (laughs) Who's that? From Harry Potter. You know, I don't like Harry Potter. I know, but. Okay, well. <laughs> Your face. I'm so sad I'm right now. Sad. Like, I know you don't like it, but I just thought you would be a little bit more happy for me because Ron Weasley was like. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm so happy for you. Crush. <laughs> I know, I'm so happy for you, but I was I didn't realize who that was. Yeah, so I'm like, like right. deep down, you felt it. I did. I'm yeah. excited. I know you like Harry Potter, so like, I'm Thank glad you. for you. Because we took like that quiz when we were living in Florida. Remember, we all took like what home or whatever you are oh the hogwarts house yeah i'm a ravenclaw yeah yeah, the one i got everyone was like oh yeah that's so you and i'm like what did you got do you remember no because i'm like i don't know what this means i don't know who any of these people are but like kayla or you christy and like sam everyone was like yeah that's so you i'm like okay cool yeah i forget which one it was though i don't know i don't remember was it house two i don't even know no there there's um they're not like numbered by they're not numbered houses there's gryffindor ravenclaw hufflepuff and slytherin i feel like you might have been slytherin but i feel like christy slytherin you know if you're the same as christy i know when we did like the um the winnie the pooh one i got um piglet yeah i got piglet yeah because of our anxiety anxiety. yeah (laughs) Oh man. But yeah, I feel like this this is pretty accurate for me. I think it is too. Yeah. But the more I just read mine, so Louie, shut up. Louie. I remember I love him kind of. Um sometimes I would get like so thick with squawk and I was like, I'm just gonna let you outside. (laughs) Oh my god, could he survive in the wild? No. Oh that's sad. I know it's so sad. That's why I would never actually do it. Yeah. I'd be so upset with myself. Um so for mine, I literally got a 98% match for number two, and then I got a 97% match for 91. So I think they both kind of describe me pretty well. Like the, I hope you can hear me because he's like trying to overtalk me back there. He just wants to be a part of the podcast. I don't blame him. We're fucking awesome. And oh my God, are you drinking Starbucks too? Of course. But I haven't been drinking coffee. I drink tea now. Well, I've always liked iced tea, but um, I've been trying to cut back on like coffee. So, yeah, I got me a Starbucks to um, 
you know celebrate my COVID test yeah um let's see for number two for your enneagram or whatever it's called um type two can be described as the giver twos want to be liked and find ways that they can be helpful to others so that they can be loved and belong and at first when I read it earlier I was like help others like what the giver I'm like okay yeah I can see that like I do like you know to do that but then I kept reading and it said to be liked and to be loved (laughs) oh my god yeah because I am always like seeking that I don't know I don't even know what the word is that not affection from people but like that relatability I don't know I want people to like me I want to fit in you know what I mean like I want and especially it's like if it's a guy I like and like dating or whatever like I'll go above and beyond and like you know what I mean like I'll try to do as much for them as I can so like to show them that I care so I guess that's kind of accurate yeah and then um the 97 percent match for number one is type one can be thought of as the perfectionist ones place a lot of emphasis on following the rules and doing things correctly and I feel like that is accurate but I feel like trying to do things correctly and following the rules is part of like my OCD-ness also like, yeah. I don't know if it's too correlate but I feel like it does like if I do something I know was not correct I'll think about it all day I'll be like, yeah it's I didn't do it right like I missed one little step like it worries me and gives me anxiety and then just like you know things like that so I feel like I like to follow the rules because I don't want to be in trouble. I'm terrified of being in trouble because of what happened to me seven years ago. (laughs) I never want to be in trouble again. (laughs) I feel like like, that has to be a story for the podcast one day. Oh, I don't know if I want to tell the world that, but maybe we'll see. Um, We'll see. see. But yeah, I'm like terrified of getting in trouble. I'm terrified of not making someone happy so yeah I definitely feel like the perfectionist and the wanting to be loved and belong is very yeah yeah okay so that was just like under the type so what do I do now so I go to the top yeah it says um enneagram types and then click that and then type two I guess okay hold on enneagram types my second highest one was also type one the perfectionist and I f- also feel like it's because of my OCD. Yeah. And I don't say OCD lightly either. Like, I literally have OCD. I'm not oh, like... Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm on literally, like, prescription. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I know my some OCD people... OCD is, like, life-altering. Like, I... Yeah. Um, we can have, like, a, you know, a podcast about our OCD one oh, day. Yeah. And talk about how it affects us and, like, yeah, yeah, what yeah. our OCD includes. Because I feel like that could be, like, an hour-long conversation. Yeah. Um, so let's see. For type two, the giver, it says twos are defined by their desire to belong and be loved by others. They are helpful, nurturing, and caring towards others. I feel like that's accurate because if I know someone's yeah. upset, I, like, try to really, like, help them and not have them be upset. Especially if it's someone I'm, like, extremely close to. Like, I feel like their sadness rubs off on me. And, like, I feel what they feel type thing, you know? Yeah. Um, They were eager to involve themselves in others' lives. Twos rarely say no when others ask them for help and want to prove 
value to others by always being there for them. Yeah, I never say no, which sometimes is like, um, deepest fear. Fears. <laughs> I just fear. Run fear. I just being run alone. Out of yeah. Being alone and unloved. Oh my God, I hate being alone. I hate being alone. I have FOMO. I hate being alone. Like, oh, I FaceTime people all the time if I like get sad for being alone. Okay. And cope with this fear by taking care of others and making themselves central to other people's lives. Core mode. I can't. We both can't talk today. I know. It's a struggle. Frick, but we're not. (laughs) We don't do drugs. Um, I don't want people to think we do drugs because we don't. No, I don't Um, do drugs. Core motivation, Enneagram twos want to feel loved and appreciated, which motivates them to express love toward others in their words and actions. Yes. Like I said, anytime I like a boy, I like try to go above and beyond. You know what I mean? Never works for me, but you know, time. <laughs> I feel like you do that for your friends too, though. Yeah. You definitely go above um, and beyond. Oh, do I really? Do you feel like I've done that for you? Yeah. Oh. I was going to say, um, uh wait what did it say um hold on that you were like helpful nurturing and caring towards others I was gonna say that like not that our other Disney roommates weren't caring about anyone but I felt like you were definitely the most like always wanted to make sure everybody was okay like anytime I was anxious or didn't want to do anything you were always like come on like you'll be okay and like comforted me and stuff like that yeah I'm glad I could make you feel like that (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it says um, key personality traits of the two. Warm smile and eyes. Everyone always tells me they love my eyes and my smile. Like this random guy at Starbucks who worked there a couple weeks ago, he's this older gentleman and he was like giving me my coffee and I guess I smiled and he was like, you have the most beautiful smile. He was like, I love to see that. You need to smile more. And I'm like, okay, like I've never met you before, but okay, thanks for saying that. Like, um, I was like, that was nice. And he said- or um other traits are approachable radiates kindness so I like to think I'm very approachable people say like I was intimidating at first or don't know how but that's just because I have resting bitch face I can't help it yeah that's just my face but I'm a very approachable person like I'll talk to anyone you know what I mean yeah and then um vocal volunteer or activist see now that I don't know about the activist part because I keep my thoughts and like worldly things kind of more to myself yeah I think that describes me more than you <laughs> yeah that you're I'm very more the activist. yeah <laughs> um an excellent team player yeah I feel like I'm a pretty good team player like yeah. I yeah I like to kind of take charge more sometimes when it's things I'm really like passionate about but otherwise yeah I'm a good team player um caring and gentle yes nurturing and patient yes um smooth flowing movements don't really know what that means but I'm kind of like crazy so I don't know yeah 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 um and then it says how rare are type twos um in a truity study of more than 54,000 respondents type twos were found to make up approximately 11 percent of the population women are more likely to be type twos with the type making up 15% of women as compared to only 7% of men. Wow. So that's not a lot at all. Yeah. Actually, that makes a lot of sense, though, because men are so afraid to show their emotion. And I feel like a type two is very like, hi, you know? Yeah. 
Wow. Let's see. Um, Type two in depth. Givers are highly empathetic and caring individuals who put others' needs before their own. They have intuitive abilities to anticipate the emotional gaps of others and support them. They find great joy in being available and are seen as a source of encouragement or a shoulder to cry on. Through thick and thin, they're the ride or die companion and friend. Makes sense because like all my friends I've had since I've moved here are friends I've kept. Like all my best friends, they've been for almost 12 years now. We're all very close and they know they can come to me for anything. And I'm definitely that friend that if you called me at 2, 3 a.m., would come get you. you yeah. Know what I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can only do stuff like that. Um, twos are just, I can't even talk. <laughs> Strategic in how they form relationships, usually open and popular. Given, uh, I can't talk. Givers find themselves in a variety of groups and are liked by many. Their encouraging and supportive nature draws in people from all stages of their lives. Um, givers are motivated by their desire to gain approval from other people. Yes. Often through indirect methods, twos have an unconscious ulterior motive in their acts of kindness and often assume others are the same. An unhealthy two may look like a person who is selfless in a superficial way or someone who supports and gives to others at the expense of harming themselves or another person, such as by enabling an addict. Mm. I don't know what that means, but okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's you. I don't think that's me either. Um, <laughs> I don't enable addicts. Yeah. <laughs> and usually like, let's not do that. Yeah. Enneagram um, twos are part of the heart-based triad of the Enneagram, along with type threes and type fours. This triad focuses on the emotion of sadness as a result of feeling like the individual is not loved for who they really are. Okay, yeah. As children, twos often grow up in environments where they feel like their basic emotional needs are not met. So they learn how to adapt to others' expectations early on and repress their own desires in an effort to support other people. That's interesting because, um, like the older I've gotten and like learned like about my ADHD and my anxiety and depression and OCD habits that is something I've definitely had since I was younger mm-hmm. and I've learned more about it so like I was speaking with my mom a couple of weeks ago about it how she didn't realize when I was younger the way I was was because of anxiety and OCD so yeah. she got um overwhelmed with me a lot and just kind of didn't know how to handle me sometimes so I feel like in that way my emotional needs were not met like I they didn't know how to help me or how I was and so now like my mom you know said she was sorry for all that and it's like now I'm getting that kind of yeah emotional support in that way so I guess that makes sense of kind of why I am more empathetic for other people just with their emotions and the way they are um so that makes sense but healthy twos are able to serve others while also meeting their own needs they also know how to love and accept themselves as they are and rely less on approval from other people so I would say I'm more of a healthy type two than an unhealthy yeah definitely um definitely 
Is this what you read, the Enneagram Two Wings? No, I didn't read that because I felt like mine didn't pertain to me, to be no, honest. My dog is biting his feet. Riley, stop it. Riley. Riley. We don't bite our toenails. <laughs> Toby does that sometimes, and I'm like, Toby, stop. I know. Nails need to be clipped. He doesn't like when they're long. Um, did you read the core values of a two or of yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Core values, um, a strong sense of meaning, acknowledgement from loved ones, emotional intimacy with others, our givers, grounding principles. Yes, I am definitely someone when I'm in a relationship, like I love that physical touch, that like emotional, like that's a love language of mine. Like I need to be touched yeah. and just like cuddling or holding hands or like their leg on, like something. I, yeah. I definitely need like acknowledgement from loved ones. Yeah. I feel like that's your um like main what's it called? Uh love language. Love language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It definitely that's my, I did that test once too, and that's my least. Really? <laughs> yeah. My two were words of affirmation. Yes, words of affirmation and then physical touch. Those were my number two. And I'm like, oh yes. My top one was acts of service. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. I feel like that's that's one, act. the acts of service was one that I like to do for people, but I don't expect it for me. Um, you know what I mean? Like I, and that's probably with my type too, like wanting to be loved. I love doing acts of service right. for everyone. It all makes um, sense. Like, it all connects. Yeah. The shared experience of spending quality time with a loved one is among the best feelings in the world. And that, that's another one of my love languages is quality time. Mm. Even if you're just sitting on the couch watching a movie, like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, practice mindfulness for personal growth, which that's funny because I actually have been trying to have more personal growth. So I'm getting like those self-help books and, yeah. you know, like trying to eat better and like work out just like me time trying to do that. Um, take note of your own feelings about things. Yeah, I'm doing that. Practice self-love, which is mm -hmm. what I'm doing. Learn how to set healthy boundaries and share your authentic self with other people. And I feel like I'm really good at being myself with people. I don't try to act like I'm someone else. Yeah, I agree. Um, oh, interesting. Famous Instagram type twos. Dolly Parton. Love her. Me too. Mother Teresa. Wow. I didn't know they took that test back then. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nancy Reagan. Jimmy Carter. Desmond Tutu. I don't know who that is. I don't either. Celine Dion. Oh, I love her. Yeah, me too. She sang that Titanic song, right? Like, my yeah, Lord, yeah. my Lord, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Gardner. I like her too. Yeah. Maya Ingnolo. Angelou. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that a painter or something? A writer. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Lewis Carroll, Carl, I don't know. Carol, Just, he wrote yeah. Alice in Wonderland. He did? Yeah. Oh, he's a Disney person. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Um, Jessica Elba, love her. Um, Hagrid from, from Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah. yeah. It says parentheses Harry Potter. Yep. <laughs> um, Pam Beasley from The Office. Mm, interesting. Um, Pita Malark from Hunger Games. That's interesting. Um, Samwise Gamig from Lord of the Rings. Never seen it. Don't no know. idea. And then Emma Woodhouse from Emma. Don't know what that is either. 
It's a book. No. I'm pretty sure it's by Jane Austen or a Bronte sister. But I don't know which one. Hmm. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, that makes sense. That's yeah. Yours is real. I feel like yours is really accurate too. Yeah. But yeah, mine just shows that I'm literally like an anxious mess, which is just accurate. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no better way to describe me. Crazy. Yeah, the more, like, when I first read that, I was like, the two doesn't make sense. Like, but it really does now. Yeah, it, especially when you go more in depth. I think the little blurb they give at the beginning is kind yeah. of like, uh, it could be, could be not. But then you kind yeah. of read more in depth and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. I feel like all of these tests, like, I think there's one, what's it called? The Myers-Briggs personality test or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, this one, they all kind of inter, like, inter- mesh with each other. Yeah. And it all ends up making sense when you kind of do it. Yeah. Or, like, even with, like, zodiac signs. Like, do you feel yeah. like you're a cancer? Oh, God, yeah. That's another one we should do. I mean, we could do it with this or we could do, like, another one, but, like, our zodiac signs. Yeah. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Should we save it for a different one or should we add it? How long has this one been already? I don't know. I feel like a while, but it doesn't I feel like it's already almost been an hour. So maybe we could just do like another one. Like a separate one. That'll be fun because we could talk about our like, um, like our, oh my God, I can't think, birth charts or whatever. Have you ever done your birth chart? Um, I don't know. That's something I'd have to look at, but. Yeah, I feel like people don't want to listen to us for two hours, so. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> okay, we get it. You guys are anxious and want people to like you. We get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was fun. It was kind of a little deep dive into our personalities a little bit more. Because yeah. I feel like, especially because our podcast is so new, mm-hmm. if there's, like, any new listeners out there, they don't really know us very well. And, like, obviously, there's a lot more to each of us than just this little like Enneagram type or whatever mm-hmm. but it's kind of a good little insight on who we are as people definitely all you have to know about me is that I'm anxious and I want to be loved <laughs> <laughs> but it makes sense because it's really funny that it says that I want to be loved and stuff because so my mom and I we believe in mediums I've, oh, me seen, too. I've seen one twice my mom's gone a couple times and oh I've someone love mediums same someone said when my mom went to one they mentioned me Ooh. and they said to my mom that I did not feel loved growing up like I didn't like get told I was loved enough or like enough hugs which I don't remember it being that way like I kind of thought maybe I was but maybe like internally I don't feel like I was or am loved by my mom or you know what I mean like because my mom and I would like fight a lot sometimes and that has to go with like my OCD and my anxiety and stuff like I we fought a lot because my mom wasn't understanding where I was coming from in the sense of a lot of my outbursts and stuff so my mom has always said to me growing up like just because I love you doesn't mean I have to like you yeah and so, <laughs> I said that to me the other day she was like 
or she either said it to me or Devin, probably both of us, honestly, because we were being assholes, but she was like, I love you guys, but I really don't like you right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I'm like, it makes sense. I mean, of course my mom loves me and I love her. She's yeah. one of the best friends. We're very close, but it just makes a lot of sense just with like how I've like learned about things and like she's kind of, and so it makes sense that I guess, yeah, that I need to be loved. By it's people. so crazy that these little tests can kind of see like trigger past yeah that we're like wow it connects yeah yeah because I was thinking when it said something like traumatic experiences that shaped you mm-hmm. a lot of my like anxiety and like mental health issues and like depression and stuff come from like my past like traumas yeah and like it just dad. makes sense yeah like I, I I feel like we should talk like we should do a whole episode on stuff like yeah that. definitely but yeah just like things that happened with like my family and stuff Mm -hmm. but it's just weird and the thing is like when I um used to go to therapy back in high school um Mm -hmm. we kind of figured out like I was always afraid to be like alone when I was younger like I hated being alone but not because I wanted like company I was just scared to be alone yeah I always thought I was gonna get kidnapped oh my god me too but that's because my mom made me watch Lifetime movies with her and that's because my mom would always be talking about like the true stories like jc lee degard who got kidnapped yep. walking to school and or like elizabeth, elizabeth smart yes <laughs> i my slept mom- with my sister for three years after that oh my god my mom made me watch the elizabeth smart lifetime movie well she didn't like make me she was like you should watch it with me and i was like okay Wait, isn't elizabeth smart lifetime movie? yeah it's, it's older though but it literally scared me so bad. I was afraid of windows because she got kidnapped through like a window kind of. Um, yeah, and sleeping with her sister. Yeah, I still did that. Yeah, I don't know. I was I was scarred. But yeah, I used to hate being alone because of like trauma. But now I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care about being alone anymore. I'm like all set. I could be alone forever because <laughs> I'm like people... Ugh. Like I could, like, I feel like if I had lived alone during quarantine, I would have been even happier. (laughs) Like I was built for that. Yeah. I feel like if I lived alone, the first half of quarantine would have been a lot different for me. Yeah. I could have done it. I could have done it. It would have been great. Yeah. But yeah. That was a good episode. Yeah, that was Hope fun. you guys enjoy uh, hearing about our issues. Yeah. <laughs> I, literally all you need to take away from this episode is that I'm anxious and Brooke wants people to love her. And that yeah. describes mm-hmm. us to a T pretty much. Yep. So yeah, that was fun. It really does. I think next week we should do like a mental health episode. Yeah, I'm down. I feel like that would be really interesting. This is kind of just like a, this is just like a little fun one. Like a little like fun. Get to know it. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. All right. Well, I guess we're going to wrap it up for this week. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thank you. We will be back next week with a new episode. Make sure to check out the description for all of our social media and links and the link to this Enneagram test if you want to take it. And... yeah subscribe to us on apple Podcasts or spotify and that's just nothing better to do but talk about our enneagrams
Yes, because we have nothing better to do. As usual. <laughs> I literally have the Kardashians on in the background on mute. <laughs> oh my god. I, I'm i not even going to say what I was watching while doing work because people will think I'm psychotic. Please tell me what. Impractical Jokers. I almost put that on. <laughs> it's all I talk about. I have to chill. I have to chill. Yeah. But yeah. It's fine. You know what? All right, well. All right, well. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.